What's up, y'all? This is Jail P, the host of Mastering Singular Podcast, coming to you with this brand new episode. I'm praying that you all are remaining encouraged despite the recent news that happened in Uvalde, Texas at Robb Elementary School. I'm praying for those who are affected by the shooting, those who have lost loved ones. And for those of you who just have been impacted by this tragedy, I'm praying for you as well that God's grace would indeed comfort you during this time and help you to get through this and i'm praying that you would see an increase of god grace in your life as well in the coming month of june that is quickly approaching us and so before we go straight into this episode which is the last episode within this series faces of faith i want to go ahead and just encourage you once again to subscribe to the jlp network youtube channel i'm looking forward to be able to upload new videos on there and perhaps you have not gotten a chance to watch our recent video if not i encourage you to go ahead and watch that video let me know as well under the comment section below that video if that video indeed blessed you or encouraged you if it enlightened you to a a specific um topic that you you know you are not sure of before and so forth it is always my great pleasure to be able to encourage challenge and inspire you to live life to the fullest from a biblical perspective and In each video, I try my best by the grace of God to be able to bring that to you via our YouTube channel, JLP Network. And for those of you who would love to stay up to date concerning our ministry, JLP Network, and as well as what it is that we're working on behind the scene concerning the Mastering Singular Podcast, you are more than welcome to follow us on instagram at is underscore underscore jlp and you are more than welcome to visit our website and subscribe to our newsletter so that way you'll be able to be the first right to stay up to date concerning new content and what it is that we are working behind the scene to continue to help you by the grace of god now without further ado y'all let's go ahead and get straight to the episode and so tonight's episode we're going to be looking at faith based as a lifestyle Okay, so last week's episode, we focused on showing you how faith is multidimensional. In the first episode of this series, we were focusing on faith as being unstoppable. But again, on tonight's episode, we're going to be focusing on faith as being a lifestyle. And I believe I've spoken about this um, before on the podcast, but I feel, you know, I feel that it's necessary for us to go ahead and just introduce it to you again, because I feel that many times we like to separate our faith from our life. But our faith, it shouldn't be a part of our life. Our faith has to become our life. You know, God, you know, the son of God, Jesus Christ, we know him as being Jesus, right? As the son of God, but he is also the word of God. And so there's not a separation between what it is you see that is being spoken right out of the mouth of Christ when he speaks in God's word, because he and the word of God, they are one, right? He is the word of God. And so us as believers, When we have given God our lives, there is not a separation between, you know, what we do for the Lord or who we are to God and who we are to society. But we are just one. Right. And so we just have this one uh, overall identity, this one overall purpose. And so that is why it's important for us to see that, you know, when we go ahead and go out to society, whether it be we go to school, we go to church, we go to the grocery store, there should not be a distinction between who we are. We should come just like we are right at church. <laughs> we should come in that same manner at the workplace, right? We should come in that same manner when we go, for example, 
um, again, to the grocery store, to a concert, to an event. You know, there should not be um, this version of you and another version of you, right? So it's the same with our faith. We should not just be Christians, right, on Sunday, but we should be Christians on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And also, when we are able to see that with that with that type of perspective, we can face certain situations um, with ease, but also with confidence. I feel that there are many Christians. Yes, we love God, but we still have that, you know, that Pharisee perspective and mentality like we love God, but there's still a part of us. Right. That doubts concerning certain things that the Lord himself said that we would do. And um, it's very important for us to really destroy that type of mindset in order to carry on a faith mindset. And on tonight's episode, this is what we're going to go ahead and see, um, especially through the life of Jesus Christ. There's so many biblical scriptures that I could have shared on tonight's episode, but to really keep it brief, right, and um, and to really simplify it, I just want us to focus on a few verses from Matthew chapter 21, Okay. And so if you have your Bible, you can go ahead and open it up now to Matthew chapter 21. And I'll be reading um, from verses 18 to 27. But for right now, I want to focus on verses 18 to 22. And so verses 18 to 22 is talking about the time where you see Jesus curse the fig tree. Okay. And so let's go ahead and read it together. And so it says in verse 18, and onwards early in the morning as jesus was on his way back to the city he was hungry seeing a fig tree by the road he went up to it but found nothing on it except leaves then he said to it may you never bear fruit again immediately the tree withered when the disciples saw this they were amazed how did the fig tree wither so quickly they asked jesus replied truly i tell you if you have faith and do not doubt not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. Okay. I want us to now really pay close attention to verses 21 to 22. Okay. And the reason why I want us to pay close attention to verses 21 and 22 is because, again, like I said previously, I feel that at times, though we are Christians, we still have that type of perspective that the Pharisees have. We still have the type of perspective um, that even some of the believers during Jesus's time had. It's like they believe in, in the authority that Jesus had, right? But they still don't quite believe that they're able to do the very thing that Jesus is telling them that they would be able to do. And I believe we are living in a you know, a time frame right now that God is really is wanting us as believers to carry this faith perspective, to not doubt the very things that Jesus said that we would do. Now, look at what Jesus says here again in verse 21. He says, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mouse and go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. I want you to focus on how Jesus himself, he said, not only will you, right? So he's not even saying that he's going to do this for them, but he's saying that you are going to do these things. Now, don't get it twisted. I'm not saying that, you know, the power that we have or the authority that we have is from it's from our own selves, right? No, it is an authority that God has given us. But however, Jesus is showing them, like, for example, 
he's showing them that they will be doing it here on the earth. It's not like he's going to come from heaven and do it for them, right? It's not like he's going to be like a genie every time when they say, Jesus, do this. And Jesus is going to come down and he's going to go ahead and do it for, for them. No, Jesus is warning them to see that just as he has demonstrated, right, the power and authority that he has, he has now given them the power and authority as well to do these very things. But he says something very important to them as well. He says, do not doubt. He says, do not doubt. All right. He says, do not doubt. He says, if you have faith and do not doubt. Many of us will admit this. Many of us won't admit this, but we have a problem with doubt. Like we doubt. We may not say this out loud, but we do. And how do you know that you are doubtful? Or how do you know that you are fully walking in faith? It's when you don't completely allow yourself to believe what it is that Jesus already said, right? If Jesus said you will be able to do these things in his name, the way I can see that you have faith that you'll be able to do these things in his name is that when you take that action of faith and you go and you, what? You demonstrate it just like Jesus did. But when you go throughout life as a believer and all you do is go to church and all you do is just pray, right? But you don't necessarily put yourself in the position and say, okay, Lord, you know, I'm ready to just see what it is that you said that I would do. And taking that action of faith of actually going out, right, to your community and praying for those who are in need of prayer. And not just those who are in need of prayer, but really praying for those who are sick. And remembering what Jesus said concerning this this fig tree, right? And what he was telling the disciples at the time, he said, truly, I tell you, if you have faith and do not doubt, not only can you do what was done to the fig tree, but also you can say to this mountain, go throw yourself into the sea and it will be done. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for in prayer. And so if Jesus himself said that we will believe whatever we ask, you know, if we believe we will receive whatever we ask for in prayer, that should get you so excited to go out into your community and pray for the very need that you see the people have in that community and seeing it manifest right before your eyes. Now that term manifest, honestly, y'all, I feel that today there are certain things that if we are not careful, we will come up with certain assumptions that is not completely biblical. And I'm going to say this and I'm I'm, going to explain what I mean by that. The term manifest, it is not a demonic term. The term manifest doesn't even come from the New Age movement. Okay? You see the term manifest multiple times in the Word of God. You see parts of Scripture where it says, you know, the the creation is waiting, right? For the manifestation of the sons and daughters of God, for the revealing of the sons and daughters of God. Manifestation is just a term that means the, the, the outward, right? the outward physical appearance of of something right for example jesus christ himself he is the manifestation of the word of god right he is god's word but he's the manifestation of the word of god in the flesh amen and so we need to see things from a biblical perspective and so i understand there are certain people who are manifesting right but they are manifesting from a worldview They're not manifesting in the way where the Bible is talking about. For example, when Jesus cursed that fig tree, that itself was a type of manifestation, right? This was not a make-believe thing. This was not just 
um how can i say this this wasn't just like a figurative thing but this literally happened it happened to the point where the disciples themselves said how in the world right was it able to wither that quickly so they literally saw it with their very own eyes that 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 fruit right being withered that fig tree right uh just being withered away excuse me and so I hope I hope that you guys are getting what I'm saying here. And so that sometimes in a way it, it really in a way just makes me feel as if sometimes we limit ourselves as believers. We mostly like to operate from a logical stand you know stand view or point of view instead of really just embracing faith, right? Embracing faith, embracing the supernatural. Um, aspect of who we are as believers and so let's continue y'all now i want us to now go now to verses 23 to 27 and verses 23 to 27 is talking about the authority of jesus being questioned and this kind of like reminded me of what i was just referring to um just a minute ago you know there are certain things it's difficult for us to understand them from a logical point of view. And because it is difficult for us to understand them from a logical point of view, we sometimes like to attach labels to certain things and, and, and you know, make it seem as if, you know, it is not of God. But at times, if we're not careful, we can be cursing something that it is that is of God. You know what I'm saying? Like, for example, some of you who have been connected to me over the years, maybe you have heard me talk about manifesting your purpose. And so let's say you didn't know I was a believer. If you saw something that said manifesting your purpose, and yet you're hearing a lot of people saying, well, manifestation is of the devil, manifestation of new age, you would have completely put me in that bandwagon or in that group of people saying, oh, wow, she is manifesting. There's no way she's a believer, but not having a clue that manifesting your purpose is literally me echoing and encouraging people to understand that according to Ephesians 2.10, they were already predestined to do to do a, a you know great works right for the glory of the Lord. God already predestined them in Christ Jesus to do good works, right? And so you have a lot of people at times, they're just waiting all their lives for their purpose to hit them in the face, not even knowing that God already revealed to them their purpose through God's word. And so through manifesting your purpose, which is a movement that I established by the grace of God, I'm empowering and encouraging people to understand this. Purpose is not waiting for you. Purpose is waiting for you to manifest it. It's within you as already. So you have to take daily actions right to come into agreement with the very word of god and as you do this you will see your purpose manifest and you will understand that purpose is not for tomorrow but purpose for is for now right your future is now amen but let's say you didn't even know that backdrop or that backstory you would say oh my goodness she's talking about manifest you get what i'm saying so we really have to be careful um not to prejudge without wisdom and I feel often at times we do that as Christians. Sometimes we don't take the time to really just ask Holy Spirit to reveal certain things to us. We go ahead and just, because we have heard the murmuring of other people, we're like, oh, maybe this is what it means. But, you know, and so this is exactly what Jesus went through as well. You know, his authority was questioned when he was doing all of these supernatural things. You know, the, the, the teachers of the law were saying, oh, my goodness, his authority must come from demons. Right. He must be working for the dark side, you know. 
And so I don't want that to be the case for us. Like when we see a brother or sister, they're operating under the power or the anointing of the Lord. And because we're not used to it, that we just assume, oh my goodness, they're operating by a demonic force. So let's go ahead and quickly read that. So Matthew 21, verse 23 to 27, this is what it says, y'all. It says, Jesus entered the temple course. And while he was teaching, the chief priests and the elders of the people came to him. By what authority are you doing these things, they asked. And who gave you this authority? Jesus replied, I will also ask you one question. If you answer me, I will tell you by what authority I am doing these things. John's baptism, where did it come from? Was it from heaven or of human origin? They discussed it among themselves and said, If we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? But if we say of human origin, we are afraid of the people, for they all hold that John was a prophet. So they answered Jesus, we don't know. Then he said, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Amen. So here we see the teachers of the law. They were questioning Jesus' authority, right? But what I found fascinating is Jesus' reply at the end when he says, neither will I tell you by what authority I am doing these things. Okay? And even these teachers of the law, they, they were smart people, right? They were hypocrites, but they were smart people because look at what they said in the latter part of verse 25. They said, if we say from heaven, he will ask, then why didn't you believe him? They knew that if they said that the authority of Jesus came from heaven, then why in the world didn't they believe in John the prophet, right? John the Baptist. Amen. And so literally they answered their own question they knew in fact that jesus's authority must have come from heaven because it's something they've never witnessed before they've never witnessed no other prophet doing the very things that jesus was doing they already knew that jesus's authority could not have been from human origin the same is with us right there are certain things that happen like even doctors as well for example let's say someone had a terminal cancer right and the doctor had gave that person only, let's say, three to six weeks to live. And now, supernaturally, that person goes back to the doctor. And that same doctor that gave that prognosis, that gave that, that diagnosis, right, or prognosis that they had three to six weeks to live, they're looking, right, at that person. And they're seeing, based on the results and the testing that they're now doing with, with you know upon that person today that they're not seeing no signs of that cancer that doctor whether they may be an atheist or whether they may be a christian or whether they may be a you know agnostic maybe they don't know if god's real or not they know in fact this had to be a miracle though they may not even believe in the supernatural but they say to themselves there's no way this just disappeared like that it had to be a miracle so they know who you know whatever caused this person now to not have the cancer cannot be a human being like themselves it, it cannot be a doctor like themselves because they know even with all of the research going on there's still not quite a remedy to heal cancer in a way that person was healed of that cancer instantly right suddenly right amen and so, y'all, the main point I want to go ahead and get across on tonight's episode, I want you to understand truly the authority and the power that you carry 
as a believer, as a child of God. And I want you to understand that this authority and this power can only manifest when you as well operate from a mindset of faith. Faith has to now become your lifestyle. You have to see because faith is not your lifestyle, you can go through every day expecting the supernatural to happen. Amen. You can go through every day expecting the supernatural to happen. When we see, seems like darkness is arising wherever we go. Yes, it makes us sometimes feel such pain within. But we should not just, you know, settle with that pain in us. We should rise up and say, God, what can I do to partner with you on this earth to see your glory manifest? Because there are people that they're getting tired of living life, that they feel like death is more pleasant than living. God, we need to see you to act in such a way that people cannot say there's no God, that people cannot say the supernatural is not real, that people cannot question miracles because miracles will become the new normal. And so I want to encourage you all, during your leisure time, go ahead and meditate on the words of Jesus from the verses that we read. And again, I said this episode doesn't do justice because there's so many other scriptures throughout the Bible that shows us just the type of person Jesus was. Jesus was was faith <laughs> walking, you know, like he embodied faith. He had such a confident a confidence about him. He was never intimidated by no one. He was not intimidated by the teachers of the law. He was not intimidated by any sickness, nor disease, nor pestilences, nor demons. Amen? And so this is the same attitude. This is the same mindset. This is the posture of faith that God as well wants us to carry as his children. You see, the entire reason why you are here and your entire identity truly is to to be like Christ. Amen? And so you will hear people talk about identity. I want to know my identity. To briefly state this to you, your identity is to be like Christ, literally. Some of us, we love to embrace that philosophy of like, okay, we're we're unique. There's only one us, right? (laughs) Okay, that's good. But honestly, y'all, your identity is to be like Christ. And this is the identity that God wants everyone to behold everyone to carry and so you're gonna realize that we are more alike than different i'm gonna say this again you will realize that god's plan for us all along was to be more alike than different because his plan all along was for us to carry the nature of his son and to be like his son let's not get it twisted that doesn't mean for us to become so prideful just like the enemy, right? This is why he was kicked out of heaven. This is not the this is not the plan that God has for us. He doesn't want us to be prideful and to make it seem as if we don't need him. Because now we feel as if we have such power and authority, we can create our own empires and our own kingdoms. No. But God, he wants us to also be like Christ in the way that his son was humble. Though he knew he had authority, but he remained humbled. And he still recognized himself as being the son of God. Jesus, while on earth, though he knew he was equal to God, he didn't dare to even, you know, 
say to people at that time that he was equal to God. He saw that the you know God the Father was the only one who was good in all the universe and all that exists, right? And so I pray that you were encouraged by this series, The Faces of Faith. My prayer for you today is that you would embrace faith, that you would not doubt the very words of Jesus. If Jesus said that he has given you authority, guess what? He has given you authority. Don't allow men, don't allow society, don't allow even some believers who are operating from a carnal mind to tell you what you can do, what you cannot do. If Jesus says you can, you can. Amen. If Jesus says he is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore, that means whatever miracle that you're believing for, he is able to do it for you today. Miracles did not cease. Miracles happen every day by God's grace. But it's a matter, do you believe? Do you believe? My prayer for all of us is that we would believe more like little children. Like we would have this childlike faith to know that our greatest days are ahead of us and not behind us. That the greatest days of the church is not even what happened during the Acts church, but it's what God has planned for this current church. And so I pray that you were encouraged by this episode. I would love to hear your feedback concerning what it is that I discussed throughout this episode. And if you have a particular topic that you would love for me to be able to talk on, um, this podcast, Mastering Singlehood, please go ahead and just write to me at JLP Networks and I'll go ahead and um, look into that for you and by God's grace be able to see if we can in fact make it into an episode. So go ahead and just send me an email. You can send the email at jlpnetworks at gmail.com. Again, I'm going to say it again, jlpnetworks1 at gmail.com and I'm looking forward to hear from y'all. Until next time, y'all. And remember, all things are possible with Christ Jesus. Peace out. Take care.